0: This week, I am going to be talking about heading into a new year without our child. I remember those first couple of years were really horrible for me in this area. But before I get started, I want to say thank you, especially to those who have been with me since this podcast first started back in April of 2019, almost three years now, and to those of you who have been with me since you found this podcast, whether it was last year or last week. It's a great honor to be on this journey with you, and I don't take it lightly that you give up a piece of your time every week to listen to what is shared here. This past year, the Grieving Parent Sharing Hope podcast more than doubled in its downloads and listeners, which I find very humbling. It also gives me mixed emotions because my heart hurts when a new listener has a reason to find us, while at the same time, I'm glad they did find us so that we can walk this unwanted journey together. If this podcast has been helpful to you, would you please take just a few seconds and leave a rating and even a short review on whatever app you use To listen, most people like to know what others think about something like a podcast before taking time to listen for themselves. So, your feedback is really important. Plus, when I read those reviews, it is an encouragement to me also. I know how our grief brain works and how forgetful we can be. So, maybe you can even pause this and do it right now so you don't forget. Okay, let's go on to the topic for this week. I remember one of those early years as the clock turned to midnight on December 31st and the new year kicked in and I had the thought, I wonder what this year holds. This time next year, what will have happened in my life to bring more changes that I'm not expecting? And maybe you've had similar thoughts. I have a plaque which sat on my desk at that time. And it was there for several years. It's now packed away for when we eventually don't live in the mobile and we settle down somewhere in some sort of senior housing, which is hopefully many years down the road, literally. And that plaque says, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And God used that little plaque to remind myself quite often that I have a choice to either give into fear or give into faith. You see, they both come from the same place. Have you ever thought about that? They're both based on not knowing what the future holds i can either live in fear of the future or i can live in faith that my future is in god's hands and he has good plans for me that i probably can't see yet there are still good plans good things in my life i can choose to be tormented by what i don't know thinking of more bad things that may never ever even happen Or I can allow peace to well up in my soul, knowing that whatever does happen, God is already there in my future because he's eternal. He's already there to get me through it. It all comes down to our minds and our thoughts. First, We make the decision of either living in tormenting fear or resting in faith, trusting that God will be with us no matter what else comes our way. And then we continually choose to allow our thoughts to dwell on the things that support that decision. We all let our minds wander, don't we? I have a tendency to play out the details of the things I'm afraid might happen. And I feed my fear of the unknown and get myself all worked up. But when I realize my mind is wandering in that way, I've made the decision to cut that off as soon as possible and start dwelling on positive and even exciting things that could be in my future. Instead of thinking of the fearful things and torment myself of what could be in my future or what I think my future might look like, I think of the positive things and I start imagining and picturing and telling myself the good things that could still be in my future. I imagine how God will be moving in my life and his love and his faithfulness to bring more healing and give my life purpose and meaning even more. It takes some practice, but the more I do it, the easier it gets and the less often my mind wanders toward the fears. 2 Timothy seven says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and of love and self-control. So you and I get to make the choice whether we're going to make this a year where we move away from fear and navigate toward peace and a greater measure of healing for our shattered hearts. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is a scripture that is familiar to a lot of us, and some of us struggle with this. But it says, "I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you a hope for your future." We must be honest with ourselves, and whether or not we even want to get past this part of our grief. As we know, there are so many reasons that deep down cause us to be afraid to take steps toward hope and light and living a life of purpose and fulfillment. And we can believe that those things can't even happen. But two of the most common reasons that I found that we may not want to move forward to a good place in our life again is first of all, we feel guilty for even wanting to enjoy life again. And one thing I want to share about that is we feel guilty with the thoughts of how can I enjoy my life when my child isn't here to enjoy their life. But when we think about it, where is our child? They are enjoying life. They are probably having a, well, I know they are. They're having a more perfect, wonderful, glorious life than we are. We can kind of think this way, in that our child could be like, oh my goodness, how could I be enjoying myself so much up here in heaven when my mom or my dad or my family is still down there in that crappy old earth? <laughs> right? So some of it is our perspective quite often. So feeling guilty for even wanting to enjoy life again when our child isn't here to enjoy life with us or thinking about what they're missing out on, it just really, when we think that through, it really isn't a valid reason. And the second one is that we're afraid that we're leaving our child behind by moving forward, which is what we, I want to specifically touch on a little bit more today. And to help you with this second one right now, I would like to give a suggestion to move you in the direction of seeing things with a slightly different view, our perspective again. We are not just facing a new year. It's a new month, and a new month often brings new weather. Because uh, we're heading into January, maybe it's already January when you're listening to this. It means that we are moving toward spring. We've hit the winter, and we're moving forward. We're going to go through winter, and we are going to get to spring. Those of us who are in the cold northern states—now that's our home base. I've lived there most of my life in Wisconsin. Right now, I'm in Florida, but I know what those winters are like up north, and. Those of us who experience the cold weather in the winter with the snow and the ice and the freezing stuff we truly appreciate the fact that winter doesn't stay, that we move into spring. And I do understand winter's just begun. I know how winter makes everything look so dead, depending on where we live. And it really can affect our mood. There is a thing of winter blues. It's that, you know, lack of vitamin D and things that go on. But winter is a season and new life, always returns no matter how harsh or how long the winter has been and you are in a season a very long dark and difficult season in your life but just like day always follows night and spring always follows winter hope will follow despair and light will follow the darkness in your life and meaning and purpose will come into your life again. Isaiah 43, 19 says, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. I want to encourage you to allow the new month and the new year to remind you that it's true. God will make a way through this wilderness for you. No matter how long or how deep into darkness our grief has taken us, spring is coming at some point with new life and new hope. Right now, you may not want a new life without your child and that's okay if that's where you are. Just allow yourself to think of the possibility that maybe someday, maybe even before this year of 2022 is over, you will be able to see that it is possible. If nothing else, remind yourself that God has made everything new for your child and you will have that same thing happen when you join him or her. On December 31st of 2012, it was a rough day for me. It was only 10 weeks after Becca died, and I was terrified at the thought of turning the calendar and entering a new year, knowing that Becca wasn't going to be coming with me. It felt like another door slamming closed on her that I wasn't ready for, and that phrase, I was going to say that stupid phrase, happy new year just did not apply at all. Do you want to know something the Holy Spirit showed me that was good about being in a new year? It does not have to mean that we are getting further away from our children, leaving them behind. A new year means you and I are that much closer to seeing our children again. It's been several years for me now, and things are a lot better when the calendar flips to start another year without my daughter, Becca. And because of that, please allow me to pray for you right now. Father, I come to you on behalf of all of us who are either soon to be in a new year or we're already in it, depending on when they're listening. Either way, it can bring so much pain and sorrow with it. And God, I ask that you give each of us an extra measure of grace and help us to give grace to ourselves as well. May we be overcome with peace, even within our deep pain. Help us grasp in a greater way that we are not getting further away from our children, but every day and every year gets us closer to seeing and being with them again. In this new year, may we continue to hand you the shattered pieces of our heart. And Lord, may we watch in amazement as you put them back together, not as if we've never been broken, but in a place of wholeness within our brokenness. Lord, cover us with your love and let us see a hope in our future, not just our future in heaven with our child, but while we're still here on this earth, as we learn to live in a way that honors you and honors the life of our child. And I pray these things in the precious name of Jesus, who gave our children life and give us life and came so that we could be together forever. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope that was helpful to you. I personally, I I felt a little energized myself by reminding me of those things. This past week, Dave and I sat down to look at the coming year specifically concerning GPS Hope. And there are some things I'm pretty excited about that will be coming in 2022, including having my eighth book come out in April. It's a daily reading for bereaved parents. And as a matter of fact, today's episode was pulled from the first three days of January in this book that will be coming out. If you want to know when the book becomes available, it's called Reflections of Hope and uh, there's going to be some pretty nice bonuses for anyone who pre-orders it when the time gets closer, or uh, maybe you want to be sure to find out about where and when. We're going to have at least two other getaway weekend retreats happening this summer. You can join over 1,000 other Perievers who get a weekly word of hope from me sent to them. Just go to gpshope.org/slash hope. All we need is your name and your email address. We don't spam, we don't share it with anyone, and you can unsubscribe anytime you no longer want to receive it. But I always just send a weekly word of encouragement and then a little something about what's going on with GPS Hope, new resources that are coming out, retreats, events, things like that. So I hope that you connect with us in that way because I would love to be able to send these things to you, especially that weekly word of hope. Let's go ahead and go on to our birthday segment. Tevin Tyan was born on December 28th and is forever 21. Melanie Bach was born on December 30th and is forever 46. We celebrate these important days when these children came into the world If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday shared with our listeners, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays and fill out that information, submit it, and I will be sure to add your son or daughter to the list and announce their birthday that week. I hardly ever do this, But as we close out 2021, I want to remind you that this podcast is listener-supported and it's an extension of the ministry GPS Hope, Grieving Parents Sharing Hope, which exists because of those who believe in it enough to support it financially. If we have been a help to you, I would like to ask you to consider a year-end gift or even joining us as a monthly partner. Your gift is tax deductible, and no amount is too small or insignificant. If every listener just gave a dollar a week, that's 4 to $5 a month, it would add up to a very significant amount, allowing us to expand our resources and increase our output, reaching even more perivers like yourself who need the hope and encouragement GPS Hope provides. Our desire is for each one of you to eventually become a grieving parent sharing hope with another bereaver who finds themselves lost in this dark place of grief after child loss. One way you can do that is to financially support this ministry. Just go to gpshope.org support to leave a special year-end thank you gift or to sign up as a monthly partner. And if you didn't pause this at the beginning to leave a rating or a review, please remember to do that, which is another way you can be a grieving parent sharing hope. I want to end this by reading something I wrote a few years back. It's called Twas the Night After Christmas. You may have seen it out there already. It's a blog that I've shared. I know as you're listening to this, it's now a few days past Christmas, but I still think it's appropriate. "'Twas the night after Christmas, and I was still numb. The holidays felt like they had not really come. It's hard to explain, but it didn't seem fair that my child is now gone, and I cannot share the laughter and joy of this fun holiday in our wonderful traditional family way. She is not nestled all snug in her bed with memories of another Christmas filling her head. "'Will it ever get better?' I ask in my heart." knowing that each year we will remain apart. As I cry out to God, full of heartache and tears, he reminds me his presence remains very near. And though I don't feel a desire to celebrate, the reason to do so remains very great. For Jesus came as a baby on earth to give life here meaning, value, and worth. And even though I have said goodbye, and I am confused and don't know why, the truth remains, I will see you again, and there will be no more tears or pain. But until that day comes, and it's my turn to go, there is one thing that I certainly know. The love that I have for you is without measure, and you remain in my heart as a beautiful treasure." And while dreading to go into a year that is new, I realize each day brings me closer to you. My Christmas may not have been merry and bright, but because Jesus came, someday it will all be made right. I can't guarantee that this coming year will be better for you in the area of grief, especially if this is your first or second year of not having your child here with you. I wish I could, but I can guarantee that you do not have to be in that place of darkness alone and that if you keep going at some point, you will be able to live a life of meaning and purpose again, not in spite of your child's death, but because of his or her life. So until then, H-O-P-E, hold on, pain eases, there is hope.